Boston Sports Syndicate. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. Michael and Bill Travers bring it to you. Bill, long time no talk. Uh, how's it going? Not too bad. How's it going with you? You know, I'm just stuck in the house. Not a big deal. Um, obviously, we are not in the same spot because we are we are successfully practicing social distancing, and we are uh, way more than six feet apart. So um, that's uh, more than six miles. Yeah, <laughs> all of us actually. And of course, yeah. we have James James Cam bringing in the the third voice on the uh, the Boston Sports Syndicate uh, mothership, as I've started to call it. So, James, how how uh, how are you holding up through the uh, the quarantine? I can't wait for this to be over. James, it looks like you have a haircut. Now, how does one practice social distancing and, ha- and get a haircut? I got a haircut before the social distancing was in, into effect. Then your hair does not grow very fast because that looks like it was cut yesterday. No, it doesn't. And I'm I'm been living in the same house for Austin for about like three weeks and no like actual break for him. So yeah. Oh, so the hair's just falling out. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, do either of you have an opening thought to lead us off? It's been, I don't know, I, I say every time we meet, I say it's it's going to be another four weeks or so before we um, before we meet. But it ends up being like six, eight, who knows? The whole world gets shut down, so it screws everything up. But uh, any opening thoughts for the, for, the, for the two of you? I've got one, and it's uh, kind of um, quarantine-related. Go so ahead. Have you, have you seen the... Uh, press conferences that the governor's done and the mayor has done. I'm talking about the governor of Massachusetts where we live. Have you seen any of these press conferences that he's done? Are you going to bring up the sign language person? Yes, I am. How did you know that? Because <laughs> that's the most interesting part of the whole thing. <laughs> well, I understand it's very important to have that. I'm not denigrating or making fun of it in any way. This is on me. I find that so distracting. Distract, yeah. Yeah. that I cannot actually listen to what the governor is saying, particularly the guy who does the sign language for the governor, and I'm sure he's excellent at his job, but the facial expressions and things that he makes, which I understand is part of sign language, I just find that so distracting that the other day I had to actually take a small board that we have in the oh living room <laughs> and put it over that part of the screen so I could listen to what the governor was saying. I was going to say there's only one solution, but I guess there's two. That's one. The other one is to just learn sign language and listen to it on mute, and then you get everything you need to know through that guy while you're paying attention to him. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm going to pass on that. It's easy to put the board in front of the TV. It's it's honestly the the I mean it it's like an entertaining piece, and obviously it is important for people you know with 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 speech or, or hearing but it, it is the most the most uh, entertaining part of the whole press conference because otherwise it's just like gl- gloomy and dismal crap and then the, the the facial expressions are good though that's a good that's a great great point and and the other thing is the governor will be talking and the guy's just standing there nodding his head <laughs> and then he'll you know he must paraphrase or something because then he'll start signing like he'll go through all these these gestures and then the governor's still talking and he stops and he just nods his head Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, again, it's on me. I'm not making fun of him or the hearing impaired. Please don't think that that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm assuming this is on me. That it's like translators. Like they don't say obviously word for word. You can't translate. So they just basically just like not paraphrase, I guess, would paraphrase what they're saying. 
Yeah, that that's what they normally that's what they normally do. I've been in classes with um students who wanna do that type of job, and they've been told that you're not literally gonna sign language word for word. They're only gonna sign language or like paraphrase phrases. Yeah, and I think at this point I've actually picked up a couple of words here and there, a couple of gestures. <laughs> the COVID nineteen, you probably know other that than is. the one that I knew that I would always use when I'm driving. Mm. That's the mm. only sign language I know. But I, I have a friend who uh, used to do sign language, used to work with uh, with um, hearing impaired children, and even when she talks to us normally, she talks with her She hand. can't stop her. She talks with her hands. Like yeah. she'll she'll do the signs as she's talking to us. So the, the Portuguese do the same thing. The Italians. I mean, it's a, it's the same. It's the same it's, exact it's thing. It's a European thing. Yeah. <laughs> James, opening thought. Go. I'm in mourning. The XFL is over. The this sad is thing is most people didn't even know what it started. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a good one. This is the only time yeah. I'll, let, I'll let XFL talk happen. Uh, another failed experiment for football. It, it was not a failed experiment. Well, it's over. COVID-19 so. killed it. No, it was just a – COVID-19 was just a great um, – it was like a not a blessing in disguise for the XFL, but it's like a, a perfect um, scapegoat fall guy for the XFL. Because it was gonna fail anyway, so now it just the, the process just got sped up by 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 this. So, well, they yeah. just suspended operations, didn't they? They still plan no. to come back at some point. No, they're done. Oh, I they, thought they just suspended operations. No, they're looking to sell the league itself. Oliver Luck is out of the job. So, there's only a skeleton crew for management left. So, the, the league is officially over. Yeah, skeleton crew. Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H. That's it. Everyone else is everyone else is canned. Yeah. Now it's just a tax write-off of Vince McMahon. So does yeah. that mean Andrew Luck comes back to the NFL next year? Nope, Andrew Luck is done. Andrew Luck's coming to the Patriots. Ooh. That's what's gonna happen. No, I don't. I don't. I don't really have an opening thought just because I've been cooped up and there's not really a bunch of thoughts in my head other than one, but I'm gonna hold off on it because. We're going to talk about Tom Brady, and I want to save my my anger and my pent up rage for all of that. So, um, where do you guys want to start? What 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 team do you, what? Actually, you can't even really talk about teams. What league do you want to talk about right now, and how and if they're coming back, what they're doing in the meantime, blah 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 blah. Where do you want to start? Why don't we start with basketball and hockey because they're kind of lumped into the same the same boat as far as when they're going to come back and how they're going to do it because their seasons were at least three quarters done, if not a little bit more. And if things had kept going the way they were going, they'd both be in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would think if and when they when teams can resume playing, those would be the ones that, you know, do you resume the season? Do you go straight to the playoffs? Do you take the standings as they were? You know, how do you do that? And just the whole logistics of where they're going to play, you know, obviously they're going to play in front of empty stadiums. I don't think there's any question that that is going to happen now. Do you? No, I don't. I think all – I think I think hockey and basketball are – being at the stadium is done is done for them. Like there's not – they're going to be empty. Baseball, I think they'll be able to do it before the end of the, before the, end of the season. And football, I – I, so. I, I, so. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't – and I don't think – I don't think football is going to have it either. To be honest mm, with you, mm, we'll see, we'll see, but whatever. So I, I think, I think at this point, hockey and basketball are they're, they're, no fans are going to be able to go back into any of those, any of those arenas. Um, 
we talked about it on on the poke the bear podcast and what we think should happen for the for the Bruins season or what we would like to happen and I'm hoping and the same thing for basketball I'm hoping that they both do come back now how they're going to do it I don't know and I probably won't agree with how they're going to do it but I, I think that they both have to come back you can't throw away the season at this point you can't you can't just hand a title to the team that's in first place even though it is the Bruins at this point so but you have to figure out some sort of way to come back and be able to play, assuming safety, assuming that that they that the players can safely do it. And I mean, you think about it and basically what they're talking about is making an Olympic village in some town somewhere. And that's how they're going to that's how they're going to go about it, basically, when you when you really think about it. Right. And when, even when you think of the logistics of that, it's not just the players, it's the support staff. You've got to feed these guys when they're in there. Uh, there's broadcasters. Are they, are they all going to be separated from their families for weeks and months at a time to play? Gonna are they going to want to do that? That's the only no, there's way. There's already that some be able players who are balking at that, and their salaries are probably going to have to be cut because the revenues aren't going to be there. Yeah. So there's still a lot of logistics that have to be worked out. It's not just getting all the players together. But I if you're, the thing is though, for playoffs, players don't get play, players don't get paid. So you're not losing any salary. You don't get paid. That's true. That's more, that's more on baseball than it is on hockey and basketball. Right, right. Go ahead, James. What are you going to say? I think hockey is the the best league to end and and top their season because they got the President's Trophy. That's like you have the most points and all that. That's a league trophy. Yeah, there won't be a Stanley Cup champion, but at least – have the president's trophy be the league champion basketball there is nothing to reward the top team they get the top seed in the playoffs that's it so basketball happening but honestly i don't unless we're having sports in these they're finishing their sports in august i don't see them happen this happening anytime soon and that's going to impact them for the start of the next season because say we can come back let's pick a date june 1st that somehow they figure it out, Good or even, even July 1st. Yeah. Let's say that they can figure it out and they can play. If they're going to have expanded playoffs or even a normal playoff schedule, you're talking a month and a half, two months. You're going to the end of August now. Hockey, that's about the time you start training camp, right? Beginning of yep. September, and your Pretty season much. starts October 1st. Yep. Basketball is about a month behind that. So now you're going to go straight from playoffs in, and with some teams not going to the playoffs, so some teams will have been off now for six, seven, eight months by the time the season starts. And then you're going to have other teams that are just coming off of a two-month playoff, and then they're right back into it. So this is going to have a ripple effect into next season as well. No doubt then, about that. Do you then feel the best thing for these leagues to do is to call their season? I think they're going to get to that point just because the logistics are so insurmountable at this point. There's still a lot out there that we don't know. And and then when you watch the experts, they all say that. There's still a lot that we don't know. This is about life in general. When is life going to resume? When is it going to return to normal? I mean, the scary thing is they're talking about a year and a half before things get back to the way they were before all this happened. So there's going to be what they keep calling a new normal, which for sports means you're playing it not in front of fans. But they, you know, the testing and all that that they still have to to figure out, 
I really don't see basketball and hockey being able to figure that out within a month or two that they can make that happen. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't know. Just the logistics of it and, and still so many things unknown, I don't see how that can happen where they can guarantee the players and the other people involved a modicum of safety. I agree I, on that. I, I, I don't disagree either, but I just hate the fact of thinking that, that you are not going to be able to finish a season. And then where do you go? I mean, I know I know that this is not really that important when the, in the grand scheme of things, but because we're a sports podcast, it, it is important to us. And like I, I asked the guys on Poke the Bear, are you guys okay if they, if they call the season right now, the NHL season, the Bruins win the Stanley Cup? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with that cup? Like, is that really a cup win? Is that do they, like? Do they even win the cup? Yes. Do you, remember, do you remember what happened in 1993 when the Major League Baseball players went on strike? I think it was 93. They just called the season. They called the season. There's, there was no World Series champion that year. Yeah. No. They. They. This has happened before. They. Yeah, it happened. 1919. Yep. Actually, I think that's exactly. What I, I listen to Poke the Bear. You don't it's listen to Red Sox it's... podcast to be named later, but I listen to Poke the Bear. <laughs> Who said and by that? By the way. Brilliant idea to pick your favorite hockey movies. Where did you guys get that one from? I don't know. I don't listen to, to Red, the Red Sox podcast meeting later. So if you guys did it, I, I didn't hear it there. I didn't hear it there. No way. Um, I, I, but but yeah, they would. They they they. Hand, I mean, it was different. They were in the playoffs at that point. But do you? I mean, if they hand the cup to the Bruins in that situation, are you even okay with that? Because I I certainly am not. Like I I just think I think that the NHL playoffs is the best thing in all of sports, and I've said that. I said that before. I said it on on this. I've said it on Poke the Bear. It's just it's the best thing in all of sports, and it just sucks that we might not be able to have that. Well, are you okay with it? I'd be okay with it. I'm not. Does it mean as much as it would have if they had won it on the ice? No. No, of course it. Of course, it, and in being by being okay with it, I mean like. Like you like, gonna go out and buy a hat and T-shirt? I mean, I probably Pro- would. <laughs> <laughs> but I would too. <laughs> but it's like it just doesn't. It wouldn't be real. Like it's not. It, it's just like it almost feels like a participation trophy. Now, yes, they earned the, the president's trophy. Then I'm one seed. Blah 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 blah. I get that, but it's not the same, man. I say it all the time. The playoffs are so much different than the regular season. The way you prepare, the way you do, whatever. It's just it's so much different. And it just seems like we would just be getting, you know, short screwed and shorthanded of a of a of a playoff run. How which is, great which is why the winner be? of the President's Trophy hasn't won the Stanley Cup in how many years? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It means right. nothing. How great would that be? The COVID nineteen Stanley Cup champions, Boston Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just hope I, I mean well, you I can't have a parade. Come. I hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's <laughs> true. And yeah, it'll, you know, it'll be a live stream. Like we talked about this on the thing. They'll just be rolling down the duck boats, and and, and no one will be there. It'll just be they'll be live streaming it. But yeah. on another note, so you talk about the ripple effect and like how it's gonna how it's gonna you know come at like elongate to next season. Like what are they gonna do for next season if they do finish this season? They obviously have to push back the start of next season. I, in my opinion, I think this is a blessing in disguise for basketball. Not for hockey. I feel the complete opposite way for hockey because hockey is a legitimate winter sport. You know, you're, you play on ice. Like, it's a winter sport. But basketball, what is the number one sport in the United States? Hands down. Not even close. Number one sport. Football. Football. What's the number two sport in the United States? Baseball. No, it's probably basketball. Basketball. Now, they both, their seasons overlap pretty significantly because football runs from what? September to January. So that's yeah. what four or five months that those seasons overlap. You run October to October to January, four months. 
Yeah. Yep. Basketball can go can can succeed, come back, succeed with the viewership and all and, and all of that. Their number one competitor won't be football. It'll be baseball. And baseball is a dying sport in the United States. So if basketball can can come back, succeed. Now their season gets pushed back. They're not competing with football and they'll be more of a summer or a spring sport than they would have a, of a winter sport. Basketball is a winter sport right now. They could be more of a spring summer sport. And then there's less competition in the summer. No TV shows come out in the summer. Baseball is the only thing on TV to watch. Now you have basketball that say now next season, let's say it starts in December. Now you run December to August. That's your new basketball season. Well, what's what's the biggest day for basketball right now? It's Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Day. So you start, okay, I've heard so, some talk where that'll be your start of the season. Okay. Would be Christmas Day. Okay, or even December first. You start December first, or or the first weekend in December, whatever whatever that falls to be, and then by Christmas Day, then you have Christmas Day, you have New Year's Day. Those are both big days for for basketball. You still have that, and now you're not competing with football. You only compete with football for a month and a half. You know that could be I, good. I, I, that could be good for hockey too, because now your playoffs the, don't coincide with the hockey playoffs. With the basketball hockey playoffs. Well, I'm sorry. Well, that's what I mean. So the so they get their playoffs all to themselves. Yeah. Now, now I feel the exact opposite for hockey. Yeah. I feel like they're they would be hurt if they did that because, I mean, right now as it stands in Boston, when it's when it's three degrees outside. You go inside of the hockey rink, you watch a hockey game. If it's 75 degrees outside, you're not you're not going into the rink to watch a hockey game. I mean, just look at fan bases in warmer climates. It doesn't work. No, I meant for hockey to keep their regular keep schedule. Their, yeah. No, no, no. Right, 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 right. I get that makes sense. I'm saying I feel the complete opposite. As I, like, I think basketball basketball's going to be beneficial. They can get out of football's way and compete against baseball instead of instead of football. Whereas hockey, they need to stay exactly where they are. But you're right. That would help. That would help come playoff time. I mean, then you're competing with like the middle of the regular season for basketball. Or I guess. That would be towards the end. So as your playoffs are ending, their playoffs are starting. So it might help. It might help but, both, both sports. But the, the hockey doesn't need to stay where it is. But you say people aren't going to want to come in to watch a hockey game when it's 80 degrees outside. Are they going to want to come in to watch a basketball game? They, I mean, maybe maybe not. But, but, but I think mentally you're walking into arena and there's a hardwood floor there as opposed to a slab of ice. You're thinking – you know, I mean, actually, it could work for basketball. Think about basketball jerseys. What are basketball jerseys? Tank yeah, they're tops. They're tank tops. Yeah. So it actually could work for basketball in basketball's favor. And, and maybe know, they could, maybe they can get creative and do some outdoor games. If, if I mean, that's I, what I was just gonna say. They, yeah, they can get creative and do some outdoor games. Don't they play? Doesn't college basketball play on a navy base? That's yeah, outside, actually, right? They actually played on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, like yeah. So so I mean, there's there's things that you can do. You could play outside. I mean, that's tough with weather, obviously, but. But I mean, I, I think it. I think it's going to work out for basketball. And, it, and you're right; it may affect hockey, where they get their own playoffs, they get their own time. You're still competing with football, which sucks for the NHL. But I mean, that is what it is. But I think it could be a little bit of a blessing for basketball. Kind of give them a, a, a chance to, if they can continue their season, give them a chance to see what their ratings would look like in the summer. TV ratings. I think. I think fans are going to go like to, to me. The Garden will still sell out regardless whether they're playing in December or whether they're playing in October or May, I think that they're, that the garden will still sell out, but I don't know. And I, and I think that fans that don't, that don't sell out their fan base, it'll still be the same thing. Cause those like the diehard fans go. So I think the, but the TV is where, is where you'll see ratings drop or dip or anything like that. So if they can do it, I mean, 
I, I, well, think, I think it could be beneficial. Although ratings are going to be through the roof because nobody can actually go to the games, so the ratings will be through the roof either way because all you have to do is watch TV. When they first go back, but if we're talking about a shift like this long term, moving forward, that is a huge factor is, is the ratings in the summer when people are out and doing things are going to be less. So that could affect the league's revenues because they get a big chunk of their money from the networks. So yeah, if, but I... Th- I think you might be able to – I think – I mean, diehard NBA fans are going to watch regardless. I think you might be able to pick up a casual fan from baseball or, or – I mean, just look, just people looking for stuff to do. I mean, yeah, you do stuff during the day in the summer, but at night, I mean, you're still looking for stuff to watch on TV. Well, we are, but some people actually go out and do things at night. No, I, I, no, I get that, but I, I think that – I think that. At least that, that's what I hear. <laughs> I think <laughs> – I mean, obviously, people get together more in the summer, but I still think that – I still think that people are watching stuff at night during the summer so i i mean i don't know i i think it's going to be beneficial i thought i felt this way i mean again it's it's obviously a crazy circumstance and it's not it's not a best case scenario for anybody or anything but if there's some sort of silver lining i mean that i I don't know I, i just think it could be beneficial for the nba in the long term i think it's safe to say that sports as we knew it before this is not going to be the same for a for a long long time i honestly a long long time Honestly, I think this season's obviously screwed up for all for all for baseball screwed up. I think it's going to be screwed up for football. But I, I think football and baseball it's only going to affect this season. I think by next season they'll be fine because they can shorten their seasons if they need to. Baseball doesn't need to play 160. I mean, no baseball too. And they realize, oh, you know what? We don't have to play 162 games because that's way too many and nobody cares about all those games. So it might help baseball too. They can shorten their season and you know and 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 make every game matter more. Which actually this. Let me tie this into some Red Sox talk. The agenda says, will the shortened season help the Red Sox? How do you feel about that? I think it I think it could help baseball. But how do you feel about the Red Sox? Well, I, I actually wrote an article about this, which I'm, I'm guessing you didn't read. I must but, not have. <laughs> but I, I, I see this as an opportunity. This is a mulligan for baseball. Let's try to implement some of the things we've been talking about, like a pitch clock and some other things, to try to... Get the fans back. There's the potential when baseball comes back that it could be the only game in town. And people are going to be so starved for sports that they're going to watch it. And that's your chance to get back some of the fans that have left and to get some new fans. Yeah, but what's And they have to have a good product to do that. If we still come back and it's the same old boring baseball, then that's not going to happen. People are only going to watch for so long, and then they're going to leave it again. So, yeah, I think – what was the question? (laughs) How is a short season going to impact the Red Sox? How is it going to impact the Red Sox? Yeah, does it benefit the Red Sox? Well, it depends on the format when they come back. I mean, the Red Sox are going to be strapped for starting pitching. They're probably now – they were looking at using at least two openers through the rotation. Now if they come back and they start implementing more double headers to try to make up more games, that's going to hurt them even more. Can they miss with off days? So I was thinking of this. Like I know that they have they have scheduled off days throughout the season. Can they mess with those? Like I don't know. Is there a rule like you can't play 15 days in a row, or is, yeah, is, is there some sort of rule? I think it's 21 days in a row. You can't play more than 21 days in a row without a day off unless the players on the team agree to it. So so this would have to no, be negotiated they, through the players' association. Okay, so but I was thinking as it pertains to the Red Sox is they're they they're gonna suck. They're not gonna be great this year. I mean, they'll be competitive, whatever. 
But their starting pitching is not great. They're down sale. So their starting pitching is not going to be great. And every game, assuming that they go to a shortened season, they're not going to play 162. There's no way they can play 162, which means what, James? While you stand there and scratch your back. What? Every game, every <laughs> I, game I'm means more. you guys talk. <laughs> every, every game means more. In 162 yeah. games, you can take a few games off. If you're playing 82, every game might mean a little bit more. And... I don't think the Red Sox are – I don't think it's going to benefit the Red Sox because, like you said, their starting pitching is not great, and you're going to have to rely on starting pitching. And if you're playing a lot of games in consecutive days and you're using starters, guess what shot, James? You're pitching. You're a bullpen. But, yes, yeah. you're pitching. You're a bullpen. You're your pitching. bullpen gets shot, and you're going to have to – if you're using openers, you're relying on your bullpen to get you through games, and, and your bullpen's going to get shot. And, and I, I, I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be – But it's also going to be that for – all the other teams if we're doing let's say double headers yeah but not every team only has two legitimate starting pitchers but what what they're probably going to do is they're going to have to expand the rosters if they're going to have less off days and more double headers they're going to have to expand the rosters so you may be up to a 30-man roster and this was one of the things i wrote about is maybe you have uh like your game roster for a series Maybe you keep that as 25, but you have four or five guys like on a taxi squad, and this is where your pitchers would go. So this may help the Red Sox with the cadre of arms that Heim Bloom stocked in the offseason, these 4A type of players that were probably going to start the season down in Pawtucket. Now, if you're going to go to this where you have a lot of openers, maybe you take these guys and you have them active for one series, and then the next series you bring in a new set of guys. You know your your opener types, or your or maybe you have your opener, and then you have some guy come in in long relief afterwards. Those type of guys, you know, this is the kind of thing that they're going to have to do. It can't be business as usual when they come back. You can't have your set 25 or 26 man roster was supposed to start this year. They're going to have to get creative and do something like that in order to make the season viable and to keep the play decent. Doing, could you see them doing like a split squad? No, I don't. I don't think you could do like a spring split. training. I don't think you could yeah, do like a split sp- squad. No, because then the games just aren't going to be competitive. I don't. I was going to say. I was going to say. How can you sell tickets to that and then expect Xander Bogarts not to be at both locations? But there's not going to be anybody there anyway. So never mind. Take, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back before I even say it. What, what tickets? <laughs> well, you're uh, watching it on Arizona TV though. About, True. Be like Fifty billion Arizona stadiums though. Right, no. Well, if you're not if you, if there's nobody going, so people have said that like, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to make that happen? How are you going to play in Arizona? Blah blah blah. But if if you're not if there's no people if people aren't going, you can play at high schools, you can play at colleges, you can play you can play anywhere. It, I mean, as long as the field is not you know, oh no, Yankee Stadium is really small, so it doesn't matter. So you can play literally anywhere. You can play colleges, yeah. you, like you you can play in in locations, and not have to worry about you know, making it so people can show up. But the only the only all right, I say only issue with having you know a 30-man roster, taxi squad, blah blah blah, is you think about the you think about the Red Sox and their bullpen, which sucks, is projected yeah. to suck, sucked last year, sucked the year before that, suck suck, everything is sucked in the Red Sox bullpen. Yeah. Now you want a taxi squad guys who couldn't even make it in that original sucky bullpen and have them also pitch. So now you're gonna have instead of having eight sucky bullpen relievers you're going to have 12 
and the the final four couldn't even make the roster in the first place. You want you really want those guys to come in and pitch opening innings for games, or what, come in and try and pitch the second to the to the sixth? What's been the biggest problem with the Red Sox bullpen the last couple of years? They suck. No, they can't throw go, strikes. They can't go get beyond outs. that. Go beyond that. Their pitching coach overuse because the <laughs> starters can't go more than five innings. Yeah, but what do you think? What do you think? So if what you do have you have think an opener? Squad, if you have a taxi squad, you're getting more rest. Yeah, but they suck. Like that—that's the only thing they I may, see. They is may that suck, but they can—they can be serviceable. As opposed to if you have somebody who is decent, but then he gets tired and worn down, then he's going to tend to suck even more and not be able to throw strikes. Let at me least, ask you this: At least you've got fresh arms. Knowing John Henry and his uh, need to make a boatload of money, even though he has a boatload of money, once everything gets back to normal in two, three years, whatever you think it's going to be, how much do you think it's going to cost for a Fenway Frank out in right field? Oh, like $24. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me because I won't be there. It's just like, you know, you, I mean, that's another thing is like once once this all does get back to normal if or what we thought was going to be normal and fans do start going back, our ticket price is going to go up to make up for this lost revenue? Our concessions going to go up to make up for this of lost course. revenue? Well, remember, people are going to be hurting because fortunately – The economy sucks. Right. I mean, we've been lucky enough, you and I, I don't know about you, James, but we've been lucky enough that we can still work from home. There are a lot yeah. of people that are out of work, and these yeah. people are yeah. not going to be able to afford these tickets or afford the $10 beers or the $24 Fenway Franks. You know, even after this is going to take a long time for some people to recover. So right there, your fan base is going to get knocked down. Your in-house fan base. Right. It help your TV ratings, but your in-house fan base will, will be hurting. Well, assuming people can afford to get cable. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I hope, I certainly hope it doesn't get to that point. But who knows? I guess there's really, it's it's such an unknown. Who knows? Who knows? That's why I I can see like the NBA Game Pass, the NHL Game Pass, or all these Game Pass subscription services. That's how we're gonna be able to watch games. Yeah, and they because some of your pay channels like your HBO and you know they're doing uh, free. They're unlocking some of their content. To be yeah. free. We're gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna, down the road, we're paying back for all of this, so. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. It's just things that you don't really think about. Like, oh, right now it's like, oh, there's no sports, there's no sports, whatever. Like, yeah, it sucks, you can't watch it, but just the, the, the long term, the ripple effect, as, as you called it earlier, it's just, it, it, it's crazy. You're right. The, the the new norm is not knowing what the heck is coming. Like that that's that's incredible. It's incredible. So can I tell you one way the Red Sox do benefit from all of this? We have less games to watch. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mookie Betts. <laughs> is anybody is anybody crying about Mookie Betts being traded right now? Is anybody nope. even worried about that? This is no. A, and this is a huge pass for the Red Sox right now. How about the Astros? Yeah, them too. Like it, nobody's happier than the Astros right now. The, the Astros players' bodies that aren't taking 97 mile an hour fastballs to them every game. Like that's like they, they it, and think about the the lack of like nobody care nobody even cares about that anymore. Nobody's talking about the Astros anymore. Like it's like a right. it's like it was like a perfect storm for them to like a get out of jail free card. And the one way the Red, another way the Red Sox can benefit is Alex Verdugo was not going to be ready to start the regular season right. had it started on time. Now, if they do resume sometime later this summer, he should be okay. Colin McHugh was another one who wasn't going to be ready to start. 
Yep. He should be good to go once the season starts. Two other things that to keep in mind with this, too, is you mentioned the Astros. Even if they don't play this year, the one-year suspensions that A.J. Hinch and their general manager got, those would be served. They don't, they don't That's restart. Ridiculous. But the luxury tax will not reset if they don't play this year. So the Red Sox, if they don't play, could be back in the same situation next year. You know, we all thought that this year was kind of a retooling year. I don't want to say rebuilding, but a retooling. And then next year they'd have a ton of money to spend. So it would be a year further down the line. It, it, it would just it, it would get kicked down. So when Mookie Betts does become a free agent after not playing a game for the Dodgers, he wouldn't be able to resign here because they won't have unless they dump some other salary like um, J.D. Martinez leaves. But they could still be do, up against the luxury tax next year. Do contracts like let's say you're on expiring contract this year? Does that does that? Yes. Yeah. So that's stupid then. So like, so if, Mookie if can be a free agent after this year reset. without playing a single game for the Dodgers. So like like JD Martinez has a buyout option for this upcoming for this season right here. So they sign through 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 calendar years, not through seasons. Right. And players are still going to get their year of service time. So somebody like a Rafael Devers is still so one year closer year to free agency or to salary arbitration. That's brutal. Then the, then That's the luxury ta- then the then the luxury tax should reset. Then it should then then the luxury tax should reset, and then what's their nuts sh- shouldn't have a uh, season served. AJ Hinch and the general manager's name I can't think of at this moment. Sure. They, they if they didn't play they didn't serve anything they didn't lose anything. Well they lost pay. I mean so did everybody else. Well I don't know how how it's working like for the managers and the front office staff whether they're getting paid or not. I would assume that they are. They they put they, I guess everyone put a bunch of money aside. There was like millions and millions of dollars put aside for if anything like this ever happened. But it, it it's set to expire May 31st, and then it's a whole different. Then what? You know, they're getting 25% of their pay or 75% of their pays, 50% of their pays. What what are they like? People are going to lose money too, and then these guys get the they they're suspended for a season of play, in my opinion. Not just a season. No, a I season agree. Of I play. agree with you. Right. And. I mean, you just need consistency. If the luxury tax doesn't reset, then players' contracts shouldn't, shouldn't expire. I mean, there, there has to be a line of, of consistency there, and I think. You can't just pick and choose like what helps you and what doesn't. No, I agree sure. with you 100%. Completely agree. That's so stupid. I'm annoyed. That's annoying. I wasn't, I did, when I did see the AJ Hinch thing, what is the, what is the GM's name? Do either of you know? No. Uh, Lunau. Jeff Lunau. Lunau. I didn't look when that Lunau, up either. When the Lunau and Hinch thing came out, I said that is so incredibly stupid. If they don't play, they didn't. They didn't serve a suspension. What did they? They got suspended for zero games. To me, if the season is suspended, then that that's it. The season is like on pause. Nothing's right. happened with the season. Right. Right. I wonder. Nah, I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not gonna go down that road. All right. No so way. speaking of suspensions, we still haven't heard what's gonna happen with Alex Cora. Because we haven't heard what's going to happen with the Red Sox. Which keeps on getting delayed because what's-his-face doesn't want to come out with anything. You would think that he would have so much time to come up with this process. Like You, you can still make phone calls and ask people things while you're on lockdown for co- for, 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 for coronavirus. Well, supposedly so the investigation's would... been done for months. So where's yeah. the announcement? Like He already said he was all done. He was just finishing up two more calls. Do you think it's been like three weeks? Three do you think ago. you think they're waiting to see if there is a season before they suspend Alex Cora for the season? Because if they wait, 
then he's suspended for next season. Instead of the same thing that happened to AJ Hinch, he's suspended for this season, and then there is no season. Now he's not really suspended. Well, I don't see how they can do that, where, where the other guys are getting a pass, really. I mean, they're not getting paid if there was any pay that was going to be – they were going to be – Neither is Alex Cora because he lost his job. Well, he – true. He doesn't have he's, – he's losing but, pay, but too. But you suspend him for another year on top of that? Well, he was the mastermind, again, allegedly. Again, you're picking and choosing. Yeah, well, it seems like the MLB is really good at picking and choosing. So, I mean, there's no consistency there. We know that. So, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? But it it is ridiculous that it hasn't come out yet. I mean, you would think it's – I mean, it, it's negative publicity for baseball. So maybe they're waiting. They'll, like, announce it, like, a Friday afternoon, and then the following Monday they'll come out and they'll say, uh, actually, uh, the season's starting here. So it's, like, bad news followed by good publicity right after. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I kept waiting for them to drop it on a Friday afternoon, you know, even when they were still having spring training. I figured yeah. that, that, you know, usually news like that gets dumped on a Friday. If it isn't a major story, you know, if they just kind of want to let it disappear over the weekend because nobody's paying attention. So with the draft, let's, let's, let's hope it gets dropped. With, with the, the NFL draft this weekend? Yeah. We got Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's possible. Wait, wait, what, wait, what? He's saying oh, 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 everybody oh, oh, will be focused on the NFL draft. draft. Got it, 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 got it. So do we talk about how baseball's planning to go to Arizona, do all their games? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, again, you didn't read my latest article, did you? Nope. Because I had something similar proposed. <laughs> it's, well, it's on the agenda. All teams play in Arizona. Is it a good idea? No. I'm just reading from the agenda. I do best. I, I like the idea that they had where all you know you have your cactus league and you still have your grapefruit league, so that you have some teams yeah. you know and you split it. Which was the idea that I had was you throw away the two leagues and you make it basically an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference. So you still get your rivalry games, but you eliminate interleague play. So the American League goes to Florida, the National League goes to Arizona. Call it whatever you want. I I called it an Eastern and a Western division. And well, no, you can't. You couldn't even do that actually. Because there is no East-West in baseball, so you're changing you're changing right. divisions. Yes, changing... I, I'm throwing out the whole setup, and I, I created two, you know, an East and a West. Only I made it. It's take. Go ahead. It's it's taken baseball 15 years to think about how they're going to make the game faster, and now they're going to throw out their divisions and co- and they're going to make conferences instead. They can't even institute a pitch clock without it going through the minor leagues first, and now they're just going to throw away divisions. That's why I said you. You've got to get creative. You've got to think outside the box. This season is – there's a huge asterisk next to it, so it's time to try some new things. Plus, plus it also let's, works – Let's start with runners on second base, too. Yeah, how many games really go that late <laughs> that that's a problem? I mean, I hear that all the time, and it irks me. I mean, it's not like it happens two or three times a week that you get no, long extra right. inning games. Most extra inning right. games are done in either the 10th or the 11th. I, I love – I love long in extra inning games. I don't want a runner second and third. I want a game last to the twentieth. Like that's that's incredibly insane. That ain't insane. That's fun. So on a Wednesday, okay. So on a Wednesday, let's say, okay, in in your little fantasy world here, let's assume that you work Monday through Friday. Let let's let's assume you work Monday through Friday, seven to three, eight to four, nine to five. Call it nine, just so you can sleep in a little. Now you work at nine o'clock. Okay. Yep. Now, your 20-inning baseball game that you're asking for would take eight hours. Yeah. That's a work shift, first of all. Secondly, if it starts at 7, what time is that game ending, James? 3, 4 o'clock. 
3 a.m. So you're going to stay up till 3 a.m., watch that baseball game, to go into the 20th inning, go into the 20th inning, and then you're going to get up for work on this Thursday morning now after watching this Wednesday night baseball game and listening to – could you imagine listening to Jessica Mendoza for eight hours? Eight minutes is about as much as I can do. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I was going to stay up. Oh, oh, but you love – oh, oh, that's that's because you can check Twitter the next morning to see who won in the bottom of the 20th. Never mind the people that are having to play for eight. Okay, yeah. No, that's selfish. Yeah, great point. Great point. Let's not make this sexist. Can you listen to Dennis Eckersley for eight hours? Oh, no. God, no. I can't listen to Dennis Eckersley for eight minutes. I can't listen to any bad report, any bad play-by-play color commentator for eight minutes. I'm good. Jack Edwards couldn't listen to him for eight minutes, eight hours. I could listen. To, I could listen to Doc Emmerich for eight hours. Same. But that's about it. Yeah. If baseball decides to do this, say just say you send the American League to Florida, the National League to, or the East and the West to Florida, whatever. If it means we can have baseball, a baseball season, I'm for it. Assuming safety, blah, 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 all that stuff. I'm for it. Tropicana Field with no fans is nothing new. We've that all season. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> same I mean, that's same thing with Marlins don't... Stadium, whatever whatever that's called. Kansas City. Marlins Park, yeah. Kansas City doesn't play in front of a ton of people. Like, there's there's a lot of stadiums that play empty. So, I mean, for a lot of teams, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a huge difference. Now, for the Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, obviously it's the Braves, it's obviously not the same, but – Especially Florida, because they got the Walt Disney Worldwide of Sports, and that's like eight fields just in that one location. Yeah. So Major, Major League Baseball should buy out Walt Disney World for the summer. Well, let their guys go on amusement rides and and go to. No one else is there, so it'll it'll stimulate the economy. They can yep. they, they can use the, the the roller coasters and the the. Uh, in in all the rides, and then they can go play at the the baseball fields. Isn't there an all star resort that can get their uh, ice cream cones that will shape like baseballs and yep, yeah. little helmets? All star sports resort. Stay there. That's pretty cool. What an idea! What a great idea! What a fantastic idea! We should be charged with the league. No, 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 we should not. Um, should we get to the Patriots? I've been dying to hear your take on Brady. That's that's the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> so Tom Brady goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because yep. that's that's old news, whatever. So like like that I mean that is what it is. I don't really care too too much about that. I'm not heartbroken he's gone. I don't really care that he's gone. I think he's an idiot for leaving, personally, but that's a whole different story. I, I I'm not heartbroken, but I think he's a moron for, for leaving. I think he's an even bigger moron for going to Tampa Bay because who the heck are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What do they have? Are they any good? They got Mike Evans? O.J. Howard, who they don't even like and they're trying to trade. What is he trying to prove here? What is he trying like? What is he trying to do? Why is wife, why the Tampa wife, Bay Buccaneers? Said it in the Howard Stern interview. Happy if you wife. want a happy life, happy wife, retire from football. Yes. Like your wife doesn't want you to play anymore, so you compromise, and now you're going to Tampa Bay where you could potentially hurt, get hurt because is Tampa is Tampa Bay even good? They don't have a good enough offensive line. They suck. Tampa Bay sucks. Why would you ever – in all the places that you could have gone, Tampa Bay is where you landed? This is the worst – like this is worse than, than – Peyton, when Peyton Manning left Indian, Indianapolis, at least he went to Denver who was a quarterback away from being good. He had those kind of opportunities, and he chose Tampa Bay? 
Tampa Bay? Yep. How about and do, it's do you really, like a, do you really a, think there were that many suitors out there for him though? Because as as it got closer and closer, you start to hear, well, the Dolphins are out. This you know these uh, this other team is out. Tennessee was out. They re-signed Tannehill. It, it seemed like his options dried up pretty quick. And if you which really I think wanted, is his own, yeah, which is his own doing. I don't I don't think that that, that that's a coincidence. I think that I think that that's his own doing. I think he knew I think he knew what he wanted to do. And I just I, I, yeah, and I don't think he had another choice. He he wanted to leave New England, and he didn't have any other choice than to go to Tampa Bay. It might have come down to Tampa Bay or the Chargers, say. And I still don't if if all the accounts were true that Giselle hated living in New England, do you think she's gonna like living in Tampa St. Pete? I mean, it's warm. That's that's I about guess. it. I yeah, guess. It's, I, I, it's, well, she's from Brazil, so I guess the climate's pretty tropical there too. It, it, I mean, it's what's, warm. what's the social scene there? Old. <laughs> Nothing. You got Bush Gardens. Retirement communities. Like, ah, like, wait, like, what? Why? Like, and was he gonna? Why was he gonna, gonna grow like, his brand in in Tampa Bay? I mean, it, the only the only chance he has to grow his brand his brand is if is if he continues to win, which. I don't think he's gonna do in Tampa Bay. I don't think he has the opportunity to win in Tampa Bay, and he's just gonna hurt. He's gonna hurt. I mean. I, I don't have to listen about how Michael Jordan didn't hurt his legacy by going to play for the Wizards. I don't care about that. It's a completely different era, and and it's 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 everything is different now. I don't think it's going to hurt Brady's legacy. I mean, his legacy is short term. It is his short term, but people are going to forget it. A lot when you just said Michael Jordan played for the Wizards, I bet a lot of people forgot all about that. So people are going to forget over time that Brady finished his career with Tampa Bay. He played 20 years in New England. He won six Super Bowls there. His legacy is etched in stone. I just think it's such a bad – it's a bad move, a bad personal move, a bad business move. Like if you want to do it for the brand, do it for this, do it for that, cool. If L.A. was on the – if L.A. was on the was on the docket and they were going to sign you and you chose Tampa Bay instead of Los Angeles, what about Tampa Bay is appealing? TB, XTB, merchandise, that's it. Tampa Bay, he had that That is the next copyrighted. thing. What an absolute plug. <laughs> What an idiot! What a moron! Like you're gonna tra- you're you're gonna uh, I don't even know if he got approved. You're, you're gonna yep. get the it got approved. Tampa yep. Bay and Tampa Brady are now trademarked by Tom Brady. Who the f do you think you are? Like, you're just going here and you're gonna change. You're gonna completely change the, uh, the name and you like who do you think you are? The name of a city because it's close. It's not even like Tampa Bay is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like. That is incredibly stupid. You know, there is... And Tampa Brady could arguably be even worse. There is actually no city named Tampa Bay. You know that, don't you? No, I don't. It's, That's an, it, is that an area? Yeah, it's the area. It's the Tampa Bay area. Oh, St. Pete is the, actual, is the actual city, right? No, Tampa. But that's where... They play in Tampa. The Rays play oh, in St. Oh, Pete. Oh. It's the even Tampa St. Pete area. That's even worse. So it's a, it's a made-up name for a made-up area? That's even worse. That is incredibly pathetic, and I cannot be the only one who thinks this is incredibly pathetic. Oh no! All the Patriots fans now suddenly think he's pathetic now that he's not wearing the <laughs> now that he's not wearing a New England uniform. Now all of a sudden he thinks he's a plug. No, they no, they don't. No, the, they don't. No, they don't. People are still supporting him. 
Well, those are the absolute complete morons that don't know anything about anything, and they just think because Tom Brady did it so great. They probably also eat avocado ice cream and follow the TB12 method, which is an oversized book of his big dumb face, and read it front to back every night before they go to bed because they're pathetic. When they're wearing his $200 pajamas. Just and, and this dude—it's pathetic. It is incredibly pathetic. And just to go, just even more so. Did you see what he said about uh about about the water behind his house and boats pulling up and and awing and gawking at his house that he's now renting? Did you see this? He was complaining yeah. because people are stopping in front of his house. You idiot! What do you expect when you're an A-list celebrity moving from Boston to Tampa? St. Pete, Tampa, St. Pete area, a.k.a. Tampa Bay, with your A-list supermodel wife moving to a billion-dollar property owned by another A-list celebrity. What do you think is going to happen? And by the way, just because you are renting the property doesn't mean you own the water behind that property. If people want to stop and take pictures of your billion-dollar house that you're renting, they're allowed to do so. By the way, I don't think they're doing it because you're there. Have you seen the place? I would stop and take a picture, too. Regardless of who lived there, I don't care if it's the Tiger King or whatever it is the new Netflix show is. <laughs> Tom Brady or Derek Jeter, Giselle, like, like I'm gonna stop and take a picture of that house because it's freaking gorgeous. It doesn't matter that you live there, Tom. It's not about you, Tom. By the way, most people that see you and your wife and take pictures probably aren't for you either because your wife is a supermodel. You're you're dumb. Do you think the Tiger King lives in a house like that? He's living in a big house right now, but. Point is, my point is, is that it doesn't matter who lives in the house. It doesn't matter if James lived there, if you live there, if I live there, or if Tom Brady lives there. The place is a freaking mansion. People are going to stop and take pictures. They're not doing it for you, Tom. Not doing it for you, Tom. And you're complaining because your privacy is invaded. Don't live on the water. Live in a live in a, a secluded area like Chestnut Hill. And there's no like people can't get in. Live in a gated community. Don't live on the water. Don't rent a house from Derek Jeter. It's pretty simple. You want your privacy? Keep your privacy. You just can't I let cannot, you can't let Brady go, can, can you? I cannot stay because he doesn't go away. Mike he doesn't go away. The final battle. He goes to the worst. <laughs> goes to the worst city in the one of the worst cities in the country, and he's still complaining. Just shut up. I'm over him. I'm I'm absolutely just, over him. Oh, I, I I'm I'm over it too. But I, I really that's been, am. I, in. I've held that in for so long. Once I saw the top the top of Brady. Oh my God. The Tampa thing. Oh my goodness! I was just like itching and itching, and I had to wait for three weeks because we didn't, we weren't meeting on this show. And I couldn't talk about it. We invited you just... to come on Fire the Muskets when he left, and you declined. Yeah, I know because I want, but this came out after, so like it was like building and building and building and building and building. But um, do you think it's so? Th- something seriously. Do you think it's a slap in the face to New England fans that he rented a place from Derek Jeter of all people? No. Like, seriously. I think him leaving yeah. was a slap in the face to New England fans, but nobody agreed with me on that. No, it is. How is it not? Oh, because he's because he's the goat. He can do whatever he wants. He wants to. He needs it without Bill. Shut up. Shut up. I hope he fails. I seriously hope he throws more interceptions this year than Jameis Winston did last year. And Jameis Winston comes to New England and he lights it up. No, he's not coming to New England. Stop that. I don't, I, 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 James, I'm not saying he's gonna seriously come. What I'm saying is like. Just like a perfect flip-flop, and then you can see that he's a system quarterback and it was Bill Belichick the whole time. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, if he is a system quarterback, then we're going to find out Very if they quickly. can still have the same success without him plugging either Stidham or Hoyer or whoever else that they may draft into into that Bill system. Bill already said he, he's interested in changing the system, so. 
it's you have to, quarterback you have to change the system because you have to you have to build your offense around your quarterback's strengths. Yeah. Which is what which is what for some reason coaches don't understand well, then, in the NFL. Well then how can you say Brady's a system quarterback if you built uh, your system, built around his system around his strengths? So he's not because a system quarterback. Then everybody's a system quarterback. I'd argue that too. I don't mind. I mean look at um Lamar Jackson. Do you think he could run the Patriots offense? No, they built that system around his talents. The coaches that are smart enough to change their system, yes, then that works, which is what if, if that's what they have, Patriots are going to have to do. You're not going to be – I mean, if if Hoyer or Stidham can't read the line like Brady does, then they're not going to be able to run the same offense. Like that, that's what it is. Absolutely. That's all – that's what Brady was good at was reading the defense, reading this, reading that. Can't trick him. He's the smartest guy in the world, but he doesn't understand why people are stopping in front of his billion-dollar mansion to take pictures. <laughs> but he's the smartest guy in the world. Well, he could read the defense, but the receivers that were playing with him, half of them couldn't read the defense. So what the hell good was that? That's why we've That's been in the problem story. we've been in for the last three or four years. That's a whole other story because he stopped taking the time to, to meet with his receivers right, well, to work we, with his receivers. We've talked about that. Whole different We're, I, I I'm done yeah, with him. Want... Time to move on. What, what are they going to do now in the draft? What do we think they're going to do? James. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. James has sources. So let's, oh, let's listen no, to James' No, that's on the uniforms. Source. We'll get to the uniforms. <laughs> oh. That's oh. on the uniform. What do, you, what, do you, what do you see them doing in the draft, James? Are they taking the quarterback? What are they, what are they doing? They're – I already released out my first – Mark draft, so that's out yeah, there. Yeah, you had him drafting for... all Notre Dame players. <laughs> Notre Dame. At, at, that much for All Notre Dame players and, and Thaddeus Moss. No, not Thaddeus. They they, they don't touch Thaddeus with a 10-inch pole. It's 10 foot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, J- in James's world, the poles are scaled down. Oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. uh, I don't leave my house for errands. I'm stuck here. I don't even know anything. I, yeah, I don't think that's anything. changing anything. Wouldn't touch him with a 10-inch pole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, 10 inches is, is, is big for me. Okay, all right. Let's move on. What, <laughs> that's what she said. What are we doing? What, oh, we're what are losing the it. We're losing it. What are the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, are, what it looks like is... I. They either draft a quarterback, everyone thinks Jordan Love, the Utah guy, or they trade that 23 to gain more assets in the second round to spend less money on the rookies. I don't care. I don't care what, what people are saying. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to take a quarterback at 23? Do you want them to sign? There's, there's, who's still available from the from the quarterback position? Are you are you comfortable with them going with Hoyer Stidham and some sort of rookie and basically? I don't want to say mailing it in this year, but are are you okay with them going with a Hoyer Stidham rookie? Do you want them to take a rookie? What what do you want? I don't don't tell me what what the experts are saying. Tell me what you. Okay, want. what do I want? I want yes. them to take a rookie. I think for this market to survive, they don't take a a rookie. It it won't be as pleasant as this season. They take a rookie, then the fans will see that they're actually looking to build on the future. Bill, what do you got? I think if they're going to stay at 23, they are probably not going to get anybody better than what they have now in Stidham. I would rather see them beef up on the offensive line. I know it's not sexy, but I would rather see them strengthen themselves there. They also desperately need a linebacker. If if they're What I would really like to see them do is trade up to get Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. He is a beast. Or Chase Young from Ohio State. 
where is he projected to go? Oh, he's, how, he's how much five. do they have to move up? He's top five. Oh, they're not going to do yeah, that. Young is, prob- you know they're Young is probably two. Young is going to Washington. Yeah. I mean, they, you know they they're not are, gonna trade into the top. They are that, game changing playmakers. So I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't trade up to, to draft a quarterback. I would trade up to get one of those two guys. That's probably not gonna happen. So if they're gonna stay at 23, I would rather see them either take a line, ba- a best linebacker available or offensive line because I think those are their two biggest needs. I agree 100%. And what I think, what I think they should do at the quarterback position is exactly what they've done. They brought in themselves a veteran guy who's been around, seeming like seems like he's been here a million times in Brian Hoyer, and let Brian Hoyer be the quarterback for this season for one reason and one reason only. If you bring in a rookie or a young player like a Stidham or even you draft a rookie, what is the one thing that everybody always says is the worst case scenario? To be the next when, to be the next guy. To be the next guy. Exactly. So if you bring in a rookie or a young guy, you're setting that guy up to fail because he's going to get exact one-to-one comparisons to the guy he just replaced. Worked out for, for uh, Steve Young, but that's not the norm. The norm is when you have a guy of, of Brady's caliber, Brady's ego, legacy, whatever, his aura still hanging over that, you bring in a veteran guy who's probably only got a year or two left to play. Let him Let him – take those comparisons have those comparisons like oh this guy's certainly not tom brady yeah well okay obviously but you, if you draft a rookie you then need to build him or build up with a younger guy instead of him or you know if if next year the year after a quarterback happens to fall into your lap maybe you make maybe you make a move then but you can't expect a young guy to come in and and, and try and replace Tom Brady. And you know that that's what the fans are going to think. That's what the national media is going to do. They're going to do the one-to-one comparison. And I think that you build around the quarterback position and then you can focus on that a year, maybe two down the line. Yeah, and you're not going to get that guy at 23. Even if you had no, somebody. No, no, no. no because, no. I mean, just for a rookie to make that jump to the NFL, a guy who has that kind of talent that could do that, you're not going to get at 23. So whoever, Arguably, that would be worse, too. It would be well, worse if saying. you have a high-profile guy, uh, a, a Justin Justin Hebert Herbert. What is his name? Right. Hubert Hebert from Herbert. Oregon. Herbert. Tua Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama. He's a guy who um, could do it if he could stay healthy. But but my point is is you have a high-profile guy and he's the guy exactly. to replace Brady. That's right. a that's a no that's a big time no no. I mean, Joe Burrow, from what I've heard, uh, he you know he's supposedly got a huge ego and maybe he he's could do so, but he's back. gonna yeah he's gonna go to Cincinnati so. No, you're not going to get that guy at 23. Yeah, I think you're. I think you might be better to try. I mean, you say that, but you look at what the Dolphins have done since Dan Marino, and you know who knows? You're probably never going to run into another situation like that. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Well, no, no, you could. Yeah, but the the Dolphins were, you know, they were a horrendous team before that. No, I understand. Actually, but, they weren't that saying... bad of a team, but you know, they they were a similar situation to what you said with the um, Manning going to the Broncos. Is they were a team who was just a quarterback away. But he wasn't replacing somebody there. Now you you, yeah, you, I almost, you look at like an Aaron Rodgers or you mentioned Steve Young. Those were guys who were in the system for a few years. They didn't come in and replace the superstar. They were groomed to be that person. Which, that's your which Jimmy is, Garoppolo. Which was what they were doing with Garoppolo. But Brady yeah. screwed that up by hanging around for four or five extra years. Brady porked you. Yeah, Brady he really did. Brady effed you. He effed you big time. 
for the for the long run, for the long haul. He screwed everything up, all the plans up, just because of just because of his ego and his. But yes, he won a Super Bowl. Blah, blah blah. I get it. Whatever. One two. But but he he screwed he screwed you up. He screwed all of your plans up. Screwed everything up for you. But what I think the the, the tactic they should do now is to build that team that's a quarterback away. Build the team around the quarterback. Then you're a quarterback away away. And then who knows? I mean. I understand he's getting up in age. Aaron Rodgers' contract comes up. Maybe he thinks about coming to New England. There's your quarterback. You know, like that's the kind of thing that you, I think you need to do right now is just try and piece it around with a serviceable quarterback. Ryan Hoyer's okay. Like it's not like, yes, he sucks compared to Tom Brady, but it. But I mean, do you know what Hoyer's record what? as a starter is in like his last no clue. fifteen games, something like that? No clue. Oh, and fifteen. Yeah, but I. I I don't think he's your worst case scenario. You, could you go out and get an Andy Dalton or a Jameis Winston? Sure. Is that an is that an option that you would like to see? Maybe, but I just I don't think you can go and draft a young guy or use a young guy in this scenario. I don't think they can afford somebody like that. They're up against probably with, right. with the cap, and they've got twelve draft picks, which they'll probably end up trading half of those away to build up for, for next, for next year, year. But you still got to sign those draft picks, so. I, I don't see them bringing in, a, and you still got $14 million of dead money for Brady on the cap this year. So I, I don't see them signing one of those veteran quarterbacks to come in and just be a caddy and teach Stidham the offense for a year. No, I, I agree with you. And, and again, I, I you know, you can talk about pipe dreams like Patrick Mahomes' contract comes up in a few years. Like maybe you're building like, – I see your face, James, and I'm not saying they're going to get Patrick Mahomes, but what I'm saying is you build a team that's a quarterback away, and who? I mean, quarterback can, a quarterback can fall into your lap. Who knows? Hell, Kirk Cousins fell into the Vikings. I know it's Kirk Cousins, but he fell into the Vikings' lap, and that's that's an upgrade there. If you had if you had a Kirk Cousins caliber quarterback, but a good team around you and a and a Bill Belichick mind running your team, who knows? Who knows what you could do there? That's that I think is what they need to plan to do going forward. And I'm not even a football guy. I just make this up as I go. I think as you can I think tell. we all do. Well, yeah, no, it's fair. fair. I think that's what Mel Kuyper does. You ever see these, yes. these draft things that he comes out with? Does anybody Dude. go back and see how many he hit on? I don't think it's very not many. many. I think he hit on 14 total. Yeah, and how long has he been doing In this? In the whole like draft. 25 years? Well, it's such yeah. a crapshoot because it all it is. takes is one guy to 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 one team to take a uh, shot and shot out of left field, and the nobody saw it coming, and then everybody gets slotted back. And usually, it's like the top five picks. If they're right on the top five picks, they probably did a pretty good job. Yep, that's how I see but it. But I think any of us could probably pick the top five picks. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. No, I mean it's like it's like anything. You can always pick your your top ten. You can always pick your bottom ten, and then it's just a crapshoot for everything in between. That's fair. Very fair. Anyone have anything else to add or anything they want to talk about that we didn't touch on? No, not really. I'm good. Everybody's good? They're content for another six weeks? Well, yeah. I think, uh, James, we should probably uh, think about having a Fire the Muskets after the draft so we can talk about oh, who the Patriots that, picked that, up because I think Fire the Muskets is up next in the rotation. Yep. Sure is. So next next week, next Monday, I'm sure there'll be a fresh because the draft. I mean, does anybody care about Sunday? Not really. No, it's it's literally round one, two, and three. Yeah. Well, the Patriots have no second-round pick. That's um, Mohamed Sanu. They gave that up for Mohamed Sanu, so yeah, they they could end up having, you know, they like to trade down. They call it value, so who knows? They could have a lot of picks on Sunday. Although, uh, is, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, okay. It's so, oh, round oh, one, oh. 
they're round two and three, and then it's four to seven. Yeah, so even if we do convene so Sunday, like we'll have all the draft picks in. 60, 60, uh, 62nd clock. I'm just... Picks in, picks in. It's going to be a fun draft to watch. Different than anything else. Everything comes from Roger Goodell's basement. That That's all you have for sports. I found draft. That's it. Everything else... Yeah. And reruns. Yeah, and this is the first time that NFL Network and ESPN are decided just to cross brand. They normally do two different draft coverages, so as viewers, we have to choose which one to watch. This time, they're like, we're just going to do it together. So Whichever one Kay Adams is on. Whichever one Michael uh, Irvin is not on. Probably both the same, which would be oh, NFL Network. That's brutal. It, it, it's it's going to be on both, so... So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to watch. Not fun. Interesting. I'm going to boo when Roger to get out comes on the television so I can get He can't hear you, James. No, he can't hear he you. He can't hear you. No, can it's Roger Goodell. No, no, we can hear you. Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell, Goodell won't be on wow. Skype. You, so. well, I, don't, I don't care. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I'll tweet it. <laughs> I'll okay, tweet so it at Roger sure he Goodell. Reads. He reads your tweets. Um. Okay, so we got nothing, nothing else. Just you know, watch out for fire the muskets. The next, the next uh, go round of all the of all the podcasts coming out over the next month. I got one more thing. Also check my. Oh, what do you think of no. what do you think of uh, we we didn't mention this with Brady. What do you think of this golf match that's being planned with what is it Tiger and Phil, and then Brady and Peyton Manning are going to play along with them. Is that still a go? I think so. That's a charity thing, right? They're doing it for charity. I hope so. Actually, they're probably just doing it for themselves. Who am I kidding? Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady are involved. They're definitely doing it for themselves. Are they on the same? They have to be on the same team. Although no, I don't know no, if that I much. Would, I would say it's up. it's the pro golfer and and the quarterback. Right? You're gonna have That's you're gonna I'm have saying. Phil and Tiger. Phil, Mickelson, Phil and Tiger against. Uh, no, 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 no. It's teams. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady on the same oh, team. Oh yeah. Who, yeah. However it shakes out. Yeah. They're probably playing. They're probably playing for themselves. But I don't know if that much ego can fit in one tee box. So. Uh, with with uh, Tiger. Yeah, but at least at least Tiger like Tiger's like. Oh, Tiger doesn't have an ego. Not anymore. Hashtag not ever sarcasm. His, not ever. Not ever since his wife took his four iron to his to his windshield, his ego's kind of calmed down a little bit. But. I do think they're still doing it, and if it, it, I'm sure it's for charity. It's going to be a nice event. But if you remember on Thanksgiving, ti- thanks, Thanksgiving, I don't know if it was this past year or the year before that, Tiger and Phil played on like a pay-per-view match. And it was actually somewhat successful. It was kind of cool. But because you could see all of their shots and, wa- and follow them and watch everything. It was, it was actually kind of – supposedly it was – I didn't watch it, but supposedly it was kind of cool. But if it's still happening, as long as they're six feet apart, I'm okay with it. They'll play on an empty course and whatever. Who cares? Probably Tom Brady's course in his backyard. Oh, no, that's water. So whatever. Maybe it'd be like miniature golf. It'll have a water hazard. Yeah. yeah right. Well, uh, one other topic right. uh, that we didn't talk about, James's uh, favorite subject, Patriots' new uniforms. Oh, that's right. That's right. On Patriots right. Day. Marketing genius right there. Patriots aren't unveiling uniforms on Patriots Day. Of course, most Which, of the country does not know what Patriots Day is. So yeah, only the Patriots So for our do. fans in well, Wichita, Kansas, it's a state holiday in Massachusetts. And it's a great movie with Mark Wahlberg about the Boston Marathon bombings. He solved that whole case, right? Yeah. The whole thing. He knew I didn't everything. See the movie. Yeah. He knew everything. Yeah. Actually, it, it really wasn't wasn't bad. They had some like actual footage from the day, from like the security cameras and stuff. It's actually kind of cool. But nonetheless, go ahead, James. 
So yes, the Patriots are deciding to move on to a new era. Why? Because Brady's because gone. How, oh, because, oh, no, oh so everything gone. is about Tom Brady. Great. No, awesome. James, I, I heard no, that I heard that the uniforms are not going to change drastically. It's just going to be a tweak. But they are going to have a new alternate uniform. It's yeah, it's not changing drastically. What I what I'm what are your sources telling from, you, James? From my sources, it's it's going to be color rush themed. And what color would that so be? Color rush jerseys are gonna be the primary uniform. The NFL is gonna turn into freaking like spring training baseball, where teams are just gonna wear the same colors, and it's just gonna be so stupid, and everything's gonna be the exact same. It's so dumb. I'm all, like the color rush thing. The reason why the color rush thing is so cool and nice is because they wear it once, and then it's that's it. You wear it on the Thursday night football, boom, done. No, they'll they'll cool. throw it in another game or two, like a Sunday night or a Thanksgiving day. But, but you don't in. wear it every game. No, you don't. Well, if that's you wear it every it cool. game, then that's your regular uniform. Right, but that's what makes it cool. That's what makes the color rush cool right. is the fact that you don't wear it every single game. So, Jay, now, if you make a uniform based on the color rush, then there's no more color rush. Well, then that's your regular I'm uniform. I'm sorry. Then go you got to have another uniform. <laughs> so it's the same, and it looks like they're go- it's going to most likely probably be blue jersey with a white pants and then white with blue pants. And then they'll have the color rush when they have to, which is the all-blue version. So what color is their helmet going to be? Silver. Most likely it'll be silver. I know some people want the white so they can throw in the throwback. But I think it's going to be silver because they might do the Bledsoe era throwback also. So. Oh, the Bledsoe era with some hideous uniforms. I must be getting old if the Bledsoe era is now a throwback. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, I'm getting old. It is. Um, if there anything like some of these other uniforms that these teams have come out of, the NFL is just – the uniform game is so bad. There's been, like, one nice uniform of, of all of the new teams that have unveiled. Like, who unveiled the uh, the well, Bucks? Cleveland, Tampa Bay, and um, Atlanta. Atlanta. And Cleveland's the only one who got it even somewhat right. The other two teams suck. Cleveland went back to basically those are throwbacks. They went back to like their 90s uniforms when they came back into the league. Yeah. And they're still brown and orange. Different number font. The Buccaneers went to Gruden era all over again and added a pewter jersey, which I don't fan. Tom Brady probably wanted it. Atlanta Falcons decided to go with the Arena Football League template, and it just went horrible. Or the XFL. Arena Football League. At least the XFL <laughs> had some class to it. No, it didn't. So, <laughs> there's still, I think, two more teams, the L.A. Rams and the Chargers, which, according to people, are the nicest uniforms that are coming out. Well, the Chargers got to make up for it after that, or the Rams have to make up for it after that logo fail. Horrible logo. They're just they're just not getting it right right now. Like it's just all around like they're just not getting it right. But they don't have a marketing person like Boston Sports Syndicate does. That's true. Chris is doing a good job. Um... <laughs> Wait, how do we take a screenshot of this so I can tweet it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. On that one. Okay. Anyway, so. Uh, don't forget you can check out our articles but aside from the podcast family we do do we do have articles that um, we're trying to get creative they're coming out still frequently i wouldn't say every day anymore but they're still they're they're frequently coming out some throwback stuff some pretty close to every day stuff 
almost pretty every close day. to every day. We've we've got a bunch of draft stuff that's going to come out this week. That that will be so every we've, day. We've got that over at bostonsportssyndicate.com. Our SeatGeek code has been put on pause. I know it's really sad. Ooh. But SeatGeek has been put on pause. It is code, But the code is still BSS. Whenever that does come back up, you can go to SeatGeek.com, save yourself $20 off of tickets, BSS. I will let everybody know when that does happen. We'll send out a tweet, a Facebook message, all that, or Facebook Facebook post, all that good stuff. Um, you can follow James on his uh, Twitter, on his Instagram, where he runs it so well. It's Boston Sports S-Y-N. And I think that's it because there's no there's no codes or anything. So I think that's no, all we, we got. have. Um, oh, the merch. Go. We have our BSS merch that's through our website, and just press store. We have a awesome special edition shirt that proceeds will go to whatever organization we haven't really decided. Um, it's our thank you to all the first responders out there during this tough times. I have family who are dealing with it, so. It's our thank you merch for them. It's really great design. But, yeah, it's it's awesome. And can I throw a shout-out to the, the uh, first responders and the nurses and everything? Deservedly so, they're getting a lot of credit. I want to throw a shout-out to the grocery workers, too, because those people yep. are right out there on the front line, and without them, it would be chaos if people didn't have yep. food. So thank you to them, too. Right. Very, very good. All right, I think that's it. We're good to go. So be on the lookout for uh, for the next uh, grouping of family podcasts and mini teaser. There's gonna be something new coming out on our YouTube. That's about all I'm gonna tell you right now. More to come for sure. But thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Later. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by I M C D M. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yes. I'm missing you back to back.